Ryan, when was the last time you did bet on the Wizards? We always throw that out there. They're playing the Clippers right now. They're only down five. Your Clippers, just saying. Yeah. I thought about betting them tonight. It's actually been a while, though. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll be back on them here soon. No, it's it's, it's been a while. Um, now, that said, did bet the Boston Celtics last night. They did let me down, per mm-hmm. usual, whenever I back Boston. But uh, no, I haven't bet the Wizards in a while, man. I'm proud of you. You've you've restrained you. yourself, and I think that that's a very good thing. It takes it takes some self control, you know. And, and in the end, you know what happens anyway. You fade them with whatever big man's playing them, and you're in a good spot. You yeah. take the points, you take the rebounds, you're good to go pretty much every single time against that team. They'll be sellers at the deadline anyway, so they'll be easier to fade, I think, as time goes on. Or maybe maybe that'll be your chance, right? They'll be like 15, 16 point dogs in a game, and that's that's when you jump back well, in. That's your are. time, my friend. That's why I, I know. Bet them. I but it'll be worse if they, they trade. If they trade Kuzma, they're going to be even worse. If they trade Tyus Jones, they're going to be even worse. So they might be twenty point dogs. Who knows, man? They got nobody left. I don't think it could get any worse. Oh, famous last words, my friend. That's somebody that hasn't been around the Wizards. I promise you, it could always get worse. I've seen that many times over the years. All right. We bring on Cam Rogers of Stadium. We can get some golf with him. We got to get to the Super Bowl as well. It's funny. We were talking during the uh, the break when Cam kind of jumped in our, our little setup here because we're doing it from our home sets tonight. Uh, it's that weird transition where, like, we know we've got no real football this weekend, though we have the Pro Bowl games. I, I'm not watching any of it, but sure, it's kind of cool, I guess, Cam. But, like, we know golf is starting to start up. Pitchers and catchers will be out there in a few weeks, and March Madness will be here soon. But we're still clinging to that last hope, man, that last hope this week and a half where all we do is we talk about the Super Bowl and the millions of props that are out there and all the different Taylor Swift things and Travis Kelsey. So we just got to soak this up as long as we can, right? Hey, guys, great to be with you. Yeah, we are going to squeeze the juice out of – every single metaphorical fruit out there so that we can talk about the Super Bowl and the props and all of that with Taylor Swift. I'm a little bit heartbroken, guys. My Baltimore Ravens last week, the offense like went and hid. Todd Munkin had a horrible job as offensive coordinator. Don't even get me started. I'm already starting a little bit right now, but I am excited about the Super Bowl. We're kind of in that bridge territory, right, where we're wrapping up football. I'm getting into golf here, excited about What is kind of a cloudy future for the game with this whole PGA Tour, uh, PIF, potential sort of combination, but maybe it's not going to happen. So there's a lot up in the air right now. So uh, anything that you bet so far with the Super Bowl, let's actually start with the uh, player props. Anything that you've uh, bet yet or that you're maybe taking a look at or maybe somebody that you're looking to fade, just maybe waiting to bet some unders. Uh, Anything that you like as far as the prop market so far for the uh, Super Bowl coming up here next week? Well, I might as well say a Taylor Swift prop. I saw a line out there, guys, in terms of the amount of times the telecast is going to show her at four and a half. Now, the over is juiced up at minus 180, but I would say that that would be free money. Like, she was shown probably eight or nine times during the AFC Championship, and that was what? A CBS telecast. We have a CBS telecast, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, etc., for the Super Bowl. So why not over four and a half? I feel like that might be the easiest prop you will find when you're searching over there at BetMGM. It's funny. Scott just put it in here. So it was seven times in a total of 44 seconds 
that they showed her. And listen, there the NFL is. knows it's ratings gold, and they're going to just milk this for as long as they as they possibly can. Let's look at besides obviously Taylor Swift, who's going to dominate this conversation. By the way, I don't even have a problem with it. Like if you're the NFL, why wouldn't you? She's created all this interest. I saw this article the other day. A, a guy that was a he's a flag football coach, a girls flag football coach. And he said, interest is like tripled ever since then because of that. So if it gets people more interested in the game, you know what? That's cool. But we do have a game that does not involve actually Taylor Swift. Uh, Ryan and I were talking a little bit earlier about just kind of the running back situation for both teams here. I feel like every time we sit here and look at Christian McCaffrey's numbers, right? Like it's sitting at 130 and a half right now for a rushing plus receiving yards, but he's gone over that number uh, every single week. I mean, we're looking back 132 against Detroit, 128. So he came a little bit under that number against mm-hmm. Green Bay. The Washington game at the end of the regular season didn't matter, but 131, 187, Baltimore, Arizona. Like no matter how high that number gets set, you just continue to see Christian McCaffrey get used in this offense in creative ways. I feel like there's even an opportunity here for Kyle Shanahan to just say, Let's get even more creative because this is the last game of the year that we don't have to worry about film for next week with anybody else. How big of a role do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to have? Not just big, but could he potential potentially actually win MVP in this game? You know, he certainly could. I mean, you look at that Kansas City Chiefs front seven. They got pushed around against the Buffalo Bills. That's why I was so flabbergasted as to why the Ravens decided to just let Lamar Jackson sling the ball around and never run the football because Kansas City's front seven is porous. They got gashed again against the Bills, and that secondary is extremely sticky. You saw McDuffie last week. My goodness, he was good. And the secondary overall was really solid against the Ravens' wide receivers. So if you are Kyle Shanahan and you're looking at the tape, of that front seven for Kansas City, you are probably licking your chops with that zone-blocking scheme that that offensive line has for San Francisco. It's all about timing. It's all about your cut blocks on the edge, and then McCaffrey can do the magic from there. I love the over on that number. I know it's kind of a chalky thing to say, but Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big reason why San Francisco either wins this game or is going to be within you know, that point spread. I think this will be a close game. I don't think it will be a blowout by any means. Both defenses on the front seven are extremely concerning as far as I am concerned because you have San Francisco. They got pushed around too, guys. Like the Lions ran for over 180 yards. People forget that. Like the Lions outplayed the 49ers from a physical standpoint. So concerns on both ends. Love the over for um, for Pacheco as well. And uh, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey will certainly be a factor. All right, we definitely want to get some golf bets in here, but anything that you like with the uh, side. So, I mean, it's pretty much a pick. The Niners actually take a little bit of money, so they're out to two-point favorites here. Totals 47 and a half, San Francisco minus 130 on the money line. And Mahomes mm-hmm. and the Chiefs, a little bit better than even money, plus 110. Anything you would do with the side or total or any lean so far? Well, listen, we know the trends, right? With Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, the guy has been gold. But it makes you wonder, does Vegas know something we do not? And they are baiting you to take Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, where the answer is potentially with San Francisco on the money line. Here's what I will say. I'm probably going to stay away from the side, at least for now. I think these two teams are potentially 
two of the most fraudulent Super Bowl participants we have seen in quite some time, just because like there's so many defensive concerns, you know, they've had some really bad performances over the course of the regular season. So let me take you to the under the posted total right now. I still think there's value at 47 and a half. I could see this being a grudge match of sorts. And with the running success, right, the game quickens up. I expect McCaffrey to play well, Pacheco to play well. That means, the game goes like that a little bit, lower point total. So I do like the under. What do you think about a Brock Purdy prop here when we're looking at? So we talked about his rushing yards earlier. I think it's gone up a little bit to about 12 and a half. Given what we've seen in the playoffs, he's scrambling more. He's no Lamar Jackson, but kind of looked yeah. like him a little bit over the past couple of weeks. Passing yards is at 242 and a half in this one. That Chiefs pass rush is dangerous. It's disruptive. We've watched them time and time again just make life hell for a lot of opposing quarterbacks. The narrative around him has obviously been like he's got to go out there and show that he can bring a team back or is he a franchise quarterback or over and over and over again. We've heard a lot of different things, but let's just look at this game right here. Do you see another opportunity for Brock Purdy to shut people up that still doubt him? Well, of course, there's always an opportunity, but here's the thing. That's secondary for Kansas City. As I talked about, all of the metrics are elite, DVOA, pass defense, yards allowed, yards per play, all that good stuff. So... So long as this game is close and I am handicapping it to be, then you don't really need Brock Purdy to be magical Brock Purdy like he kind of was against the Detroit Lions. Now, by the way, going from the Lions secondary to the Chiefs secondary, that's a total 180. So I think for Brock Purdy's sake, this game has to be close because you know Kyle Shanahan does not want Purdy to sit there and pat the ball and try to find a receiver and do that 35 to 40 times. So it's interesting you say that number. I like the under a lot in terms of passing yards for Brock Purdy just because if they want to win this game, it's not going to be because of him. He needs to manage the game. And I've talked to so many athletes on the shows that I've done in the past. Like, it's okay to be a game manager. I talked to Jonathan Stewart, legendary Carolina Panthers running back last week. He said, it's okay to be a game manager. A lot of people are really successful at doing that. Alex Smith, for instance. So, yeah, I do like the under on that prop. All right, Cam, let's look to make some money. AT&T, Pebble Beach, Pro-Am. Let's start with uh, – let's actually start with an outright. Who do you like to win? And then we could get into some top 10, some top 20s, maybe some matchups. But what outright are you, uh, outright are you looking at for the weekend, buddy? How about this? Since early 2019, guys. There's never been an instance of three straight outright winners, 101 uh, or longer. That has happened this year. A lot of outrights that are just absolute long shots, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm going against the grain there. 40 to 1, Jason Day. How about that instead? I think that's a juicy number, honestly, considering his history here at Pebble Beach. Eight straight years of top 22 finishes. Great buy low spot, too, coming off that missed cut at Torrey Pines, and you look at the weather, the forecast here for the weekend. We're talking about rain, wind. It's your classic Pebble Beach 50-degree weather. So give me a little Jason Day at 40-1. to 1. You could do worse. That's a lot of value, in my opinion. And, oh, by the way, he was T10 at the Century Tournament of Champions not too long ago. So still has a good game going. All right, what about on the other side of things? Guys you either want to fade, just stay away from, where this is just not going to fit their game. Yeah, I think Colin Morikawa, interestingly, you would think that maybe Pebble Beach would suit him, but that putter is ice cold right now, and his ball striking can only take him so far. 
And really, his driving ability is mitigated here at Pebble Beach, right? It's more of a second-shot golf course, and he's got a good iron game for sure. But if this becomes, which I think it will be, a scramble putting fest, if you will, where everybody's missing greens, so everybody's in the same bucket, right, dealing with this wind, can you rely on Morikawa to use his short game to save him time in and time out? I don't think so. So I think there are better fits for him down the line, of course, major championships, et cetera. But maybe not so for Colin here this week. Cam, before we let you go, anything else that you like, top rest of the world player, or anything else that's in your your card for the weekend? Yeah, funny you say that. Top rest of world, Mr. Adam Hadwin, the Canadian, is 14-1 to get it done. Yeah, coming off a T6 at the American Express. Finishes of T16 or better in his last six starts. The putting has been elite, which will come in handy here this week. The second best approach player at Pebble with a minimum of 12 rounds. Sneaky play, 14 to 1. A lot of value there. Cam Rogers Stadium, great to talk to you again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks, Cam. God, golf already, man. Yeah. And we'll see him out there at the Super Bowl, too. We're going to, you know, you know what's going to be really cool about this, Ryan, is like, we, you spend so much time, you have people on this show, right? And we're all across the country, we're all in like different places. So many people actually coming together. We can all like just be on the same set and just talk to people normally, not at a camera, not on a screen, not in a little circle that's in front of us. Yeah. I'll take it. You know what I want more? Here's what I want more of, my friend. Human interaction. I need a little more human interaction. The last, Still, still not back to what it used to be four years ago. I'd take more, please. I'll take more. Yeah, I like hanging out with you, but like, and I like hanging out with Scott. But I kind of hate people, to be honest with you. Like, I miss my buddies. Like, if, if we were going to Las Vegas with like all of my friends, that'd be cool. But yeah, like, yeah, I kind of hate people, so maybe less human interaction for me. I'm kidding, of course. Let me ask you a question, and maybe this turns into a segment. You know, I always, always, always do this to you, and I'm always like NFL head coach that you would hit the nightclub with. But if you could yeah. interview one person this week, this upcoming week in Las Vegas, professional mm-hmm. athlete, musician, mm-hmm. actor, actress, anything, you know, political figure, who would it be? Do you know off the top of your head or would you have to think? One person. And there's there's a realistic chance, though, that they're going to be in Las Vegas. You can't say, like, Kurt Cobain. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that wouldn't. Because, again, like, one guy for me would be, like, Anthony Bourdain. I was just – but, like – Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, so that that wouldn't be the case. Uh, and we're both you know on the funny? same page there. I'm obsessed with him. I've read every book. My wife comes home. I'm okay. just watching Parts Unknown. Yeah, so that would be my Parts idea. Unknown is, God, one of the greatest That's shows. Sure. If people haven't watched it, go back and watch Dude. it. If Even if you don't love traveling, it, it just it covers it for you. It's unbelievable. Every show. flight I take, I watch it the entire trip. I'll be watching that on Sunday. You know what? I'm going to do the same damn thing on my flight out there. I'm just going to watch some Anthony Bourdain. Uh, It's crazy, though. This might be a cliche answer, but damn it, I want to sit down and talk to Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's so interesting to me now. So damn interesting. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers and those Jets, apparently it might have been a bigger mess than we realized with the Jets this year. A big story came out today. What that means for the organization next in their future. BetMGM tonight. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ryan, I know you're a de facto uh, 
maybe phony Jets fan, more of an Aaron Rodgers fan, but the Jets became your team for a little bit until the first drive of the regular season, and then they no yeah. longer were. By the way, you're at home right now. Do you have your Jets light with you, and is it lit up? I do, yeah, and it actually is on right now. The Jets lamp is on. I'm not going to turn the computer around. That would be a whole ordeal right now, but uh, the Jets lamp is on. The Green Bay Packer lamp is on. Both lamps are on. My wife actually told me once the Super Bowl is over, that the lamps have to come down. She feels like I live in a frat house. And I do as I look in my own computer screen, see an Aaron Rodgers fat head behind me. So uh, she might be right. She might that, be on to something. So I might have to open that was the, I, Yeah, I might have to. I might have to that was the, that. Yeah. That was the next thing I was going to bring up is that you've got the Aaron Rodgers fat head right behind you and something else. What is that, like a Packers, something Packers, it's like a Christmas thing or something? It looks weird. I can't tell what it is. I don't know. My mom bought this. It says welcome-ish. <laughs> kind of depends on who you root for. So uh, we got that. We got we got the old pig skin. If somebody wants to run a quick slant across the middle really quick. There you go. You know, hit them during the show. <laughs> you know, maybe Trista will show up for hour number three. Yo, T. <laughs> Yo, run a post. Keep running. Keep running. Uh, oh, I, I, would set, I would set those odds at uh, – 35 to one if that's the case you know it's funny we don't have you and i both are like we don't we don't do the show a lot from home we have the studio in dc that we always go to but you know getting a couple days yeah. at home here is kind of nice what is the most random thing that you have that's in your house that's like sports related or like backdrop related or anything right now it doesn't even have to be like a collectible sports thing because i can tell you what i have and it's going to freak yeah. people out if i go and grab it and besides obviously the the fake movie jerseys that i have here I mean, I have some weird stuff, man. Like, are you talking like memorabilia, or could this be like a no, random, or just like, like you know what? Here, you know what? Like, I have Here. a hold on. Get the camera. I have a Morgan Burnett. Get the camera jersey. on Horvat like, for a that's second. That's pretty random. Okay. Get the camera on Horvat. I'll show you what I got. That's weird. Watch yeah. this. All right. While Nick's gone, let me tell you guys all about the BetQL network. Right? You wake up in the morning. It's five thirty a.m. You can't sleep. Anxiety's kicking in. You're like. Got to get my bets this. in. I got a busy day. Stop you check out bit. the Otherwise, daily tip. One team, one instead. dream. Michael Jenkins, Chelsea instead. Is that cardboard cut out of yourself? It's a So this is a cardboard cut out of me that during the pandemic, they put at Capital One Arena for Wizards and Caps games because people weren't yeah. allowed to go there. So I got a cardboard cut out of it. And when it was done, they gave it to me. So maybe if you start talking about the lineup too much on this network, and doing that, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna have my uh my uh my replacement fill in, and you'll never yeah. know whether I'm actually here. See, I can miss the show, but you won't know whether I'm gone or not because I'm still right here, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are yeah. you? The Packers. Yeah. I like the Packers. See? Yeah. It's like weekend at Bernie's, except for Bernie, like you know, he was dead. You're just a cardboard cutout. I like that. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. You know. I honestly, I don't know what to do with this. It's just sitting up here, like in the home studio. And I've thought about yeah. going to like neighbors' houses in the neighborhood and just yeah. putting it in like their windows and scaring them. Like, I got some it. weird stuff. Like I have a, I have a book like about my own grandfather here. See, this one is this. Here's one that everybody That's in management cool. should read. Gordy Gillespie coached the kid at the end of the bench. Right. Yeah, here's a I good like one that. for for all. Yeah. If I'm a boss of a company, I'm reading that. What am what did the Gord do? I don't know. He just won the national title every year. Here's another Gordy. We got the team. Another uh, Gordy Gillespie book. Anyway, we got a Morgan Burnett jersey. We got a Jordy Nelson jersey. We got a yeah. Gary Ellerson. We have a Tony oh, Kukoc. Should I just 
Should I throw on my Kukoc jersey for the rest of the show? I think so. You know what? Why not? How about this? You can throw on a Kukoc jersey. I have, I will throw on a random NBA jersey too. I got a bunch hanging over there. During the break, we'll each choose a random NBA jersey and we'll wear All that. Right. So anybody watching us on Twitch and YouTube, see, this is why we should be at the home studios more because yeah. we got a bunch of fun stuff that we can do this stuff with. So we'll I do like that. that. I got Every, a bunch. I, yeah, we'll do that. Every segment. It should be like, it should be like the uh, Usher. It should be like Nicki Minaj halftime, right? Every segment, yeah. We come out in a new, we come out in a I'll new do that. uniform, a new outfit. Just wait, I, like I got it. a, I've got enough, I got enough NBA jerseys over there for the rest of the show, and that doesn't even include the fake Nate. Like I've got the Bobby Boucher jersey and the Shane Falco jersey. I got a Ricky Vaughn that's off camera, so those are there. I've got other fake jerseys that I could also wear, but I got the real thing too. I got some random ones, so we'll, we're gonna do that. Random jerseys, but all right. I promise the Jets. I know you want to talk about this, so we'll get to this. I do. I do. Jay. The, the athletic. The, uh, you may not want to do that cheer anymore, my friend, after what we saw today oh, from the athletic. So the athletic, Diana Rossini and uh, Zach Rosenblatt, long story today, all about the Jets and what went on during the season, specifically after Aaron Rodgers went down, which, look, it's going to suck the life out of a building. I don't think anybody's going to say anything other than that. But here's some of the big things that stood out, just to give the main details, because we can't go through the whole thing, obviously. Aaron Rodgers ran the show there. Nobody should be surprised by that. Where essentially, they looked at him as the guy that was the GM making the decisions, which we saw because a lot of former Packers were there. Nathaniel Hackett got absolutely destroyed in this thing. Uh, they said basically he was looked at as a frat brother to run the offense there. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers was in charge most of the time, which honestly, with the play calling, I think it's probably a better decision to have Aaron Rodgers be the one that's actually doing that. Multiple coaches described Hackett as, quote, lacking in attention to detail. Kind of hard to be in charge of anything when you don't pay attention to detail. That's kind of important. And essentially, you are got a guy that's coming off of that failed time in Denver. He was a joke. And then you look at him and say, now he wasn't really prepared. Uh, it was, it sounds like it was an utter disaster here across the board Robert Sala turned uh, Rogers absence into a rationalization no one wins when their star quarterback gets hurt but really they use it they people saw it as a justification for bad results so all it sounds like is very simple an absolutely toxic work environment across the board that I can't imagine gets any better next year unless Aaron Rodgers looks like Pro Bowl maybe MVP Aaron Rodgers from a couple of seasons ago, because you know what happens when you win, Ryan, it masks all the deficiencies. Yeah. And this might be something that we might have to clip for social media because I owe, I'll always be a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Some would call me maybe the president, vice president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club, a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers apologist, but the Green Bay Packers and Brian Gutekinds were right. They were right to cut ties with Aaron Rodgers. If you look at the return they got back for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it should have been two first-round picks. All he needed to do was play 60% of his snaps, and unfortunately, he didn't make it into the second drive of the season. And I love Rodgers, and I hope it works out in New York. I hope he bounces back, he comes back, wins Comeback Player of the Year, wins an MVP, maybe wins another Super Bowl. But behind that offensive line and that organization with that coaching staff, I don't see it happening. And, dude, we talked about this when Denver made the hire for Nathaniel Hackett, I was like, what does Nathaniel Hackett do well? Because Matt LaFleur calls the plays. And I'm not saying to be a successful head coach, 
when you're an offensive coordinator, you need to be a play caller. But I'm like, what does Nathaniel Hackett bring to the table? And all the stories were, well, he likes Austin Powers. And during film study, he shows Austin Powers clips and makes things fun. And I'm like, okay, but what's his scheme? What does he do well? Well, he loves gold. He doesn't call it the red zone, Nick, or the green zone. He calls it the gold zone because he likes Austin Powers so much. And his favorite one is the one with gold member. And, and that's what he brings to the table. He likes, and I'm like, okay, so he's a buddy. He's Aaron Rodgers gopher. He's, he's to Aaron Rodgers what Jack Haley was to Dennis Rodman. RIP Jack Haley, of course. Like he was a member of the Chicago Bulls, the 13th or 14th man, sat in his suit, played one game per season and made sure that Dennis didn't get in trouble. And like Nathaniel Hackett, he got this job. He got the Denver job because Denver thought they had a legitimate shot to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Didn't happen. They hire him as head coach. That didn't work out. He didn't even make it the entire season. And then the Jets bring him in to call plays. And I'm not saying like Michael Floor deserved to keep his job, but imagine being Michael Floor, you lose your job and they bring in Nathaniel Hackett. I, I don't know that they're going to be able to turn this thing around. I liked them coming into the season because I like that defense. I like Sauce Gardner a lot. I like I love the defensive line. I like Garrett Wilson. I like, you know, Brees Hall. I like some of their pieces, but that offensive line is bad. And now you have a 40-year-old quarterback coming off a devastating injury that likes to hang on to the ball way too long in the pocket. So Green Bay, they made the right decision. And if you look at the return, hell of a job, Brian Gutekinds. I was wrong. You were right. It's like it's like the movie clip, right? You're, you're good looking. I'm not very good looking. You're smart. I'm dumb. That's how I feel. It's Happy Gilmore. Brian Gutekinds is Chubbs. I'm Happy Gilmore. Jordan Love Nation, you guys were right. I was wrong. And I love Aaron Rodgers, and he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks, top 10, to ever do it. But it was time to move on. He's a legit, insane person. And um, there's a reason why Green Bay was two games away from the Super Bowl and why the Jets are a dumpster fire. And it's like, you can't... I, I used to believe that you could give a player full control. You can't, man. Look at Aaron Rodgers' wish list. Look at the stuff we haven't even talked about from The Athletic. He had Mercedes Lewis, who I do like, but like, come on, man. Mercedes Lewis, David Bakhtiari, coming off another knee injury. That's your wish list? Like, where's the young? I thought he wanted out of Green Bay because he wanted the young, talented dudes. You know, like, because in Green Bay, it was always, oh, they could have had Odell Beckham Jr., but he chose the Rams, the bigger market, the warmer weather, you know, the better team. Well, now, man, you're playing in the big market in New York, and you're still not getting these young free agents. You're digging up the corpse of Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. You're getting the same dudes you had in Green Bay. So I love Aaron Rodgers, but I think like this whole situation gets like it shows he's kind of a he's a crazy person. And I don't think it ends well in well, New York. I don't think it gets much better next he, season, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong though. I mean Well, listen, the, the one thing that you can at least point to that might be something positive for any Jets fan or anybody looking at the situation is that once he came back and started practicing. There was this feeling of hope, according to this article, that, like, oh, things could get better. Things will get better. Now, I don't know how much they thought he was actually going to play this year. We talked about that a lot and said, I think this is probably too much of a risk, especially if they're not even in the playoff hunt. They never got, you know, never got to that spot. He never got back, so we get it. But, you know, he was voted the most inspirational player. I sometimes wonder whether that's every guy voting just because, like, you can't not vote for Aaron Rodgers. He basically runs the team. The guys are looking around like, hey, who are you voting for? Hey, you, yeah, yeah, I'll vote for Aaron too. It's probably a good idea. So, like, you don't want to be really the most inspirational? Either, Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how many, how, like, 
how do we know that it wasn't just everybody saying, well, we got to vote for Aaron. We don't want him to get on, get angry and not like us. And we're going to be done here real soon. He's going to call us out in the media like he did Christian Watson and all the other rookie court receivers when he was over there in Green Bay at the end. So it's, it's always dangerous when you have a star running an organization that wasn't the organization he's been with the entire time. And he comes in knowing that he's been a part of something that's more successful than they've ever been because he knows he's bigger. Aaron Rodgers is bigger than the Jets. Aaron Rodgers has at least won a Super Bowl. He's won multiple MVPs. The Jets don't have anything like that. They've never had a quarterback of his talent and his success yeah. in that organization. So for him, he walks in and goes, I own this place. Look around. You guys are all bums. Listen to what I have to say. But that player empowerment can go too far because there's got to be some checks and balances there. And it's very, very clear the Jets had none of that with him. And even like moving away from Aaron Rodgers, like Robert Sala is supposed to be the guy in charge. I mean, in that building, he's the head coach. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like he has the built-in excuse why the season didn't go the way that we expected or they didn't make a playoff push was because of the injury to Aaron Rodgers. And I get that because like last season, it was the same thing. They were just a quarterback away. You put all your eggs in one basket to bring in Aaron Rodgers. He gets hurt right away, first drive of the season. But I mean, like winning teams, winning organizations, good head coaches, Mike Tomlin, for example. I mean, Kenny Pickett isn't very good, but he also got hurt. Mitch Trubisky isn't very good. And then he gets benched. And you're in the playoffs, you're winning games with Mason Rudolph. You know what I mean? Like injuries are not an excuse to the National Football League. The Cincinnati Bengals lost Joe Burrow. And yes, they did not make the playoffs in a loaded AFC. But look what Jake Browning did. You know, they were still competitive. They were still right there. Hashtag in the mix with Jake Browning, <laughs> who none of us had seen since the original edition of the college football playoff, since the inaugural season of the college. Like, I forgot he was even on this planet, let alone the backup quarterback yeah. in Cincinnati, Jake Browning. And he put up comparable numbers to Joe Burrow. And that's with, you know, Zach Taylor as a head coach. So it's hard to defend Robert Sala. And I know he's the defensive-minded guy. And Nathaniel Hackett's supposed to be in charge of the offense. But right now, they all just kind of look like a bunch of dummies. And they look like a bunch of excuse makers. You know, it's it's like, well, you know, this happened and that happened. That, that's, that's not how it works in the real world, man. So um, it's it's a mess right now in New York. And, and I'm a Robert Sella guy, but I don't know if he's a head coach. Some guys are meant to be coordinators. Arthur Smith, I don't think he should ever be a head coach mm -hmm. again, but I do like that hire yeah. for Pittsburgh as an offensive coordinator. Robert Sala, fiery dude. I think he's a good defensive mind. Maybe he shouldn't be in charge of a team. We'll see. He's probably got one more crack at it next year. It's it's not just that they've got this going on, too, but the Jets also, like, they're, they don't really have any cap space right now. Seven and a half million dollars in cap space. The league average is 18.5. I mean, what can they do in free agency? I don't know. I kind of look at this and see a team that may be a seven-win team again next year in an AFC that could only be better, right? I mean, who? It's, it's tough business. When you don't have a quarterback, God, you get desperate real, real quick, and the Jets are one of those desperate organizations without question. Would you rather Wednesday next at MGM Tonight? Yep. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. It should surprise absolutely nobody that Ryan Horvat, since we're both in our home studios tonight, could step about two feet 
and grab a Tony yeah. Kukoc jersey and pop it on. If you're watching us on Twitch, YouTube, any of the streams, he's got the Tony Kukoc Bulls 7 on there because we said, hey, look, what's the most random stuff you have at home there that's like sports memorabilia or whatever? So and the weirdest thing, obviously, was the weird fathead of myself that was at Capital One Arena, but that's a whole other conversation. That's out of the picture now. It's gone. But you got the Tony Kukoc. Me, my friend, if I just turn around and stand up here, Larry Johnson, number two Knicks jersey, baby. Yeah, one of the first jerseys I ever got. The fact that I still have this thing, and I was, like you said, you got that Kukoc jersey when you were in sixth grade. It's probably yep. third, four, maybe this may be fourth or fifth grade that I got this jersey. I still have it. Trust me, man, I wouldn't wear it in public. This thing is very short on me now. It's shrunk. I'd like to say I got taller because I got at least a little taller, though I'm not Larry Johnson height. It's just hanging up. I got so many random jerseys. I think every segment, I'm just going to put on something different for the rest of the show. That's going to be the bit today. And we could do a whole montage of it if you want. I, I don't care. But I got stuff. I looked over there and was like, oh, I forgot I have that. So I think this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I And as soon as I saw you walk up to the camera with the number two, I called it. I said, oh, Larry Johnson, yep. Grandmama. Because I love when the Knicks, because like every year as a Bulls fan, not to rub it in. I love kicking the crap out of you guys and gentlemen sweeping you guys <laughs> in five. But I always, but like, I like Ewing and I was like, they got to get Ewing some help. They have to spend some money. And I remember the rumor was every single season from like 1995 mm -hmm. to like 1991, it was always Reggie Miller is going to be a Nick. Reggie Miller wants to be a Nick. And I was like, man, that would be so great. Think of like the marketing aspect behind it because mm -hmm. him and Spike would always be going back and forth with each other. But imagine if Reggie actually joins the Knicks, then they're best buds. Oh. Um, but it never ended up happening. But remember, they spent money. They, they got Larry Johnson, Chris Childs, Allen Houston. And uh, I was excited for you guys. But yeah, this is the original champion. Uh, we got the champion. Yeah, I me see too. you got the champion. I got this jersey. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 1996 is the year that I got it. Tony Kukoc. And this is not to be confused with Ben Gordon, who also wore number seven. For whatever reason, they didn't retire Kukoc's number. Uh, if you don't believe me, here, let me show you. Don't worry, I'm not backing it up. But there's the uh, there's the coach. If you're watching at home on Twitch, YouTube, all that fun stuff. <laughs> there's Scott, just so many more props on? here at home to do. Oh, Scott, yeah, Scott Lynn's gonna come on here. He's got himself a hockey sweater on. He just went. He wanted to join the fun, but of course, it's got to be hockey for you. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Greetings from the home office. Uh, what we have here is a really cool skating penguin, Brent Johnson, 2010, 2011. It was worn by the Pittsburgh goaltender at that point. He came in. Marc-Andre Fleury did not do so well in the first two periods. And Johnny, as he's known around these parts, former Caps goalie yep. as well, played for the Blues, played for elsewhere. Anyway, Brent came in and played the third period, was nine for nine in that game. And it's the retro style. Like I said, I'm a sucker for the retro. And the big old yeah, I mean, this are. is one felt crest. like this. It's like a plate attached to your chest. It's really, really cool. Quite heavy, too, I might add. Not as cool as Larry Johnson or Tony Kukoc, for goodness sakes. Yeah, but see, the you difference is, is you've got all the – you've got the game-worn stuff. This is like the old-school, like, little kid, got, like, the yeah. iron-on New York on the cross. Like, this is the cheapest thing in the world. But when you're 10 years old, it was the greatest gift ever at Christmas. Trust me, they're all awesome, and they all bring back. And, and <laughs> Rai, you can talk chapter and verse about this. Every stitch – and these are these are stories and they're really cool and all that 
But what you guys have evoke memories. There are memories in those closets. Mm-hmm. Kuko jerseys were tough to find, man. You had to actually like go to the United Center or order these. And it's not like you could just go online back in the day. I mean, you could, but it wasn't as popular to go to NBA.com. I mean, I remember for like three Christmases, I needed the uh, Power Rangers action figures and you couldn't find those. So I think this Tony Kukoc jersey was like the second toughest thing uh, for my parents to find. And then I ended up getting every color. I got the red, I got the black, which they never won Mm -hmm. when they wore the black jerseys. I got the home whites. And uh, yeah, we were all about Tony Kukoc. That's, That's where you know that this is a real show right here. You know, anybody else, there would be a Michael Jordan a Patrick Ewing jersey. Instead, no, we're no, representing no, no. Grandmama. We got some NHL game-worn hockey right. sweaters. We got jerseys, Larry sweaters. and Cousin Brent. You know, Nick's got Johnson <laughs> on the back of his. I got yeah. Johnson on the back of mine. No relation, but close enough. Johnson and Johnson. John, there you go. I mean, it's this thing definitely, though, like, it's not wearable in public. It's so short on me. I w- it would look like uh, it's like it a little crop top or something. Nick. My wife could wear it. Yeah, my wife could wear it. In fact, I think years ago, if I remember correctly, I think she wore this to a Wizards-Knicks game one time that we went. She was like, I need a Knicks jersey. And I said, I got one that'll fit you. And it did. Uh, So, yeah, this has been – yeah, this goes back. I mean, everybody's got, like, their early favorite player, right? Larry Johnson was – but it's funny, like, because I look at this now. I mean, again, the the Knicks have won eight straight games. Like, we're now looking at a legit team that may be – is as good as what you had in the peak years when Larry Johnson and Marcus Camby and, you know, that team that went to the finals and really after, cause they were an eight seed when they went to the finals that year. But like, it's been a really long road for the Knicks to get back to where they are, where they're actually a nationally relevant team again, which is great for the NBA. But, you know, I still think back to those old teams and everybody's got those teams. Like for you, obviously it's going to be the bulls in the nineties. I mean, why, why wouldn't it be? There's just no way that it yeah. wouldn't, but you know, for me, for me, it's that. It's Allen Houston. It's John Starks when he was a sixth man of the year after they got Allen Houston. It's Marcus Camby and Chris Childs and, you know, Charlie Ward. And you go down the list of those guys. And, hell, man, even Herb – you knew it was a good game when Herb Williams, that is 40 years oh, yeah. old or whatever, got into games late for them. Yeah. I I like those Nick teams, man. And uh, shout-out Charlie Ward, by the way, as well. Also – former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I loved Allen Houston. I always loved Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, yeah. everybody loved those Hornet teams growing up, man. Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning. Everybody had the mm-hmm. Hornet starter jacket. Sports yes. was just so yes. great. I mean, not that sports isn't still great, but like growing up, now for my son, he loves uh, Ronaldo like everybody and Messi, which a uh, big matchup coming up between the two of them. But he, he's all in on soccer. Soccer's... Obviously, I mean it's the number one sport in the world, but it continues to grow yep. with these uh, with these younger kids. But yep, Tony Kukoc for me growing up, loved him. Yeah, yeah, without without question, that shows you are a true Bulls fan, uh, without yep. question. So, all right, we talked to Scott. It is a Wednesday. It's time to uh, play a little game, Scotty. It's now time to play. Would you rather with BetMGM tonight? On the BetQL Network. All right, Ryan, I got a pretty good feeling that we're going to get one particular answer from one of you. I'll start with you for the question, though. Would you rather on a Wednesday the Knicks or the Lakers to win their respective conference at plus ah! 1,400? Ah! Horvy, ah! I'll start with you. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are playing a really good brand of basketball. I'm a believer in Tom Thibodeau, especially as a regular season head coach, because I saw the Chicago Bulls, you know, with, with the number one seed. Even the first year that LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh all joined forces in uh, South Beach in Miami. I think he's a really good head coach uh, in the regular season. I think he's really good with point guards, and that's why he's getting the most from Jalen Brunson who I think should be an all-star starter, even over Damian Lillard. And I like the move for OG Ananobi. They play enough defense. They could score. They just have to stay healthy. And um, I like Julius Randle when he could be that third guy, or option two even. And that's why I really like that OG pickup. So I'd rather go with New York. I mean, with Los Angeles, it's always scary when you have LeBron James. But I don't think Le uh, LeBron James thinks that Darvin Ham's the guy. I don't think they're seeing eye-to-eye -eye right now. So I would go with New York, who's one of the hottest teams in the uh, NBA right now. And also, I think they have the easier path because they're in the Eastern Conference. Guys, not since the days of this guy right here, Larry Johnson, grandmama, <laughs> you can see it on the camera, that number two, have the Knicks been in a spot where I and the rest of the fan base and anybody else that's even covering the NBA have looked at them, taken them seriously, and said, this is a team that can actually make some real noise in the playoffs. Now, could they you know, lose in the second round? Is it possible? Absolutely. Could this team go to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. Could this team surprise everybody if they see the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals? And what do they do every time, Ryan? They play in the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? Well, they find a way to choke, as you've learned the hard way. So this Knicks team right here at 14 to 1, the same price that the Los Angeles Lakers are right now to win their conference is so massively disrespectful. And it shows you that the Knicks still aren't being respected by most people because they still have the reputation that they've had before. And that's good. That's fine. Let them be in that spot. I'll take it, just like the Commanders. Let everybody think that they're the same toxic organization they were before. I'll be just fine with either one of those. But I'll tell you this right now. The Knicks now have culture. They've got coaching. Now, do I think Tom Thibodeau is going to be the type of coach to maybe get them to win a championship? As you would may know, Ryan, uh, it only goes so far like it did in Chicago when he was there. But they built yeah. something with a roster that has guys playing defense, and they're knocking down shots. And when Julius Randle or OG Ananobi are out in games, Josh Hart steps up. Or you get even more from Miles McBride or, my God, Dante DiVincenzo. You talk about Reggie Miller. Dante DiVincenzo's turned into Reggie Miller, damn it, Ryan, with the way that he's shooting the basketball right now. The New York Knicks are a legit threat in the Eastern Conference. They're the hottest team in the NBA right now. They've won eight straight games. They have depth. They have coaching. They have culture. They got defense. They got everything you need. All they got to do is prove it in the playoffs. 14-1 to against the Lakers team where LeBron James is talking about how they could get their ass kicked every single night. And then he sends out, shocking, some cryptic tweet with a little hourglass on it like what? Time's running out on you. Time's running out on Darvin Ham. Running out on the Lakers? I don't know. But the disrespect of these prices is absolutely insane. My God, the Knicks being in this conversation, the three seed in the Eastern Conference, 31 and 17. Ryan, I am in heaven, and I will take it. And it's all because of this guy. Right here. It's the Grandmama jersey, Grandmama. <laughs> yeah. Larry Johnson. Man, I love those commercials so much. Bring back Larry Johnson oh. commercials. Yes. I love seeing, they show Latrell Sprewell at the Garden all the time now. We need Oakley back there, though. That's something that's going to have to be fixed. We'll get to more uh, Would You Rather because we, I got to drag that out. But you know what? I was just, 
Like any Knicks fan knows, anybody that's suffered as a fan of any team for a long period of time. When your team is finally relevant, when your team is taken seriously, oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.